0: Well, well, well. Boy, oh, boy. Joe Peacock is back on the podcast, everybody.
1: Dragged me back. Happy to be here.
0: (laughs) Today, everyone, we are bringing you an episode all about celebrity couples we forgot existed. We forgot they dated. Joe has reminded me of a few couples that completely have slipped my mind slash I never even knew they existed to begin with, so we thought it would be great to do a deep dive on all of these unknown couples or, you know, forgotten couples, but before we get into that, there is one subject that came up this week that Joe is the perfect person to talk with about, and it is our very own Taylor Swift making her directorial debut.
1: Yeah, this really exploded the group chat this week. Yeah, and it's been it isn't necessarily something that completely happened this week. So, I mean, there was the headline that she yes. was she assigned with uh, Fox Searchlight, which is owned by Disney, which who I work for, I have to, you know, legally say that. <laughs> and uh, she will be she, she's written a feature and she will be directing it. Yeah. Yeah. A full length feature. So
0: we must note also that she released the All Too Well BTS video where she is directing it. Right. And I think that was absolutely on purpose. It was like okay, here, let's release this BTS where I'm you know, in the director chair and kind of showing off how I play that part. And then, bada-bing, bada-boom, five days later, whatever, it's like Taylor Swift has been signed with Searchlight and will be you know, directing a new film.
1: She's been doing quite a few things on purpose. Yes. And is it all right if we give some context to what she's been doing, why she's been doing it? I please. have thoughts. Yes, okay. please. Okay, so Missy Taylor Swift, about a little over a year ago – in lieu of the release of Red Taylor's version, released all too well the short film. Now this is a 10 minute long music video. Yes. I think it's okay to call it a music video seen as she won the VMA music video of the year just this month.
0: I don't know if our DMs are ready for the Swifties to come after us for making that judgment call, but it is absolutely a music video. I, I just, short film.
1: Right. There's like, a few lines of dialogue and they feel improvised and the music is playing the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. And let us not forget that the, probably the most cringiest part of that video is she has these two wonderful actors, Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien playing the respective parts. And in the final few minutes of the quote unquote short film, Taylor Swift can't help but put herself in there and play an older version of Sadie Sink.
0: I have the chills because I know that what you are saying is truth. The testimony of what you are bearing is truth. Taylor Swift's showing up in that news video with her red hair, with her, that horrendous French twist to show that she was, you know, the author all along of the story, whatever was so gratuitous and was so cringe. It should have disqualified her from the arts forevermore.
1: Could not agree more. And <laughs> Aging someone by having another actor play them makes sense when you're going from, like, 8 to 22. It does not make sense when you're going from 21 to 30. (laughs) People don't look like a completely different person.
0: (laughs) Literally. Yes. I'd never thought about that, but it is so real. That is – yeah, it felt so hokey.
1: Yes. Hokey is a perfect word for it. And I will say when she released this, it was just kind of odd and felt like, okay, interesting that – the name of the music video was all too well. the short film and I was like, I didn't really think of anything about it then. Well, guess when I started to think about it when? It's about August of this year. okay and this is because let me give you a little history here okay Now the Oscars, no one ends up on the stage winning an Oscar, an Academy Award for you know achievement in filmmaking by happenstance anymore. It just doesn't happen. It's a whole campaign promotion cycle right There's right. a few ways you can campaign. One is by literally putting up billboards and ads, mostly in Los Angeles and New York, saying, for your consideration, Mm -hmm. for best actress or best actor. The other is by partaking in a series of key and timely interviews at certain film festivals, certain trade publications like Variety and the Hollywood Reporter, discussions to kind of basically say, I'm in the running for Mm -hmm. this award and for in in consideration.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Now, Miss Taylor started showing up at these key events, which usually happen around August, September, like Toronto International Film Festival. She started showing up for Q&A's around her All Too Well, the short film, mm. which then all of us queued in to recognize, oh, she's making a play for the Oscar. Yes. She's making the assumption that my f- short film is a short film and should be nominated and awarded as such at the highest levels of filmmaking.
0: Joe. That I did not even think about that. I did not even think about that. Okay, so you're saying that basically, all of this has been a play. And obviously, she wanted to create the short film and, and or music video, excuse me. But you know, she has been lobbying quietly. Uh, and but you know, strategically to win the Oscar for best short film? Or what, what would be the category? Do you know? Yeah,
1: it'd be best original short film. Got it. Now, this is a category where usually people like us don't really know the nominees mm-hmm. because you know, I'm not a short film observer. Buff. But winners in the past have been like the director who later went on to – he won the Oscar for Best Short Film, and then he later went on to direct The Devil Worst Prada. So it's really been like a Got stepping it. stone for like <gasps> artists who are maybe on the verge or cusp of trying to get like a career in, in feature-length films. And so it's like she doesn't need it. Obviously, she doesn't need it because she's already signed to direct her original feature film right. So it's just sad thinking about all these people who, in my opinion, made actual short films that they're going to l- maybe lose a nomination because uh, Taylor Swift is really like – wrangling her name in there.
0: Right, right. Absolutely.
1: And all these trade publications who kind of facilitate the discourse of possible nominees are allowing Taylor Swift in the discourse and in yes. taking a place as a potential nominee, because of course, it's going to provide eyeballs on it. That could be a cynical and rude way to look at it. But like, I'm not on Taylor Swift about having ambition or trying to make art. I just like, I don't think it's like, to that quality. And I think it's laughable that she's in the conversation.
0: I completely agree. And here is why I do not think that she is ready for her directorial debut. I don't think she's ready to, you know, be the next Steven Spielberg. It's not because she's a woman. It's not because she's got ambition. It is because it is clear to everyone with, you know, two eyeballs and a functioning brain that she is surrounded by yes, men, that there are people who just say every idea you have is great. This is kind of my opinion of Evermore, so please don't come for me. But, you know, if you want to release an album that maybe has three good songs and, you know, eight duds, release it. Nobody said to her, you know, maybe you shouldn't act in your own music video at the very end. Maybe you shouldn't do a French twist. Maybe the scarf is a little bit on the nose. You know, everybody is saying, yes, 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 yes. Every idea you have is good. And I I don't know. I don't even think Jack Antonoff can step in at this point and try to salvage things. I guess I don't have very high hopes for this movie that she's going to direct.
1: No, yeah, Chan. She's just like in an echo chamber of, yes, you're a genius, go yes. for it. You deserve all the accolades. Mm-hmm. Like the girl needs an editor. Jack Antonoff yes. certainly isn't doing that. Tree Pain, I don't know what we're paying <laughs> for. It's her publicist. Like we need to bring Liz Rose back into the conversation. Liz Honestly. Rose is the songwriter that helped her edit down lyrics and songs. Uh, in her uh, Tim McGraw and Fearless Mm -hmm. and Red phase, winning her back in the room and be like, Taylor, spend time making songs and spend less time writing treatments for music videos. And God forbid, (laughs) do not get behind the camera again. The girl is so literal. I cannot imagine what this movie is. Yes.
2: That
0: is exactly what it is. I could not have said it better. She is just extremely literal. So I just don't think I need a two and a half hour movie of, of all of her like, you know, literal visions. I, I have a good feeling that what's what was the lady's name? Liz something. Liz Rose. I have a good feeling that Liz Rose listens to pop apologists. So Liz Rose, if you're out there, if you're if you happen to catch this episode, please, you know, make your way back to Taylor's team back on that payroll so that you can help sort this mess out.
1: Absolutely. Taylor Swift has famously said she's never been to therapy. Well, honey, I think it might be time to start. L- let me just tell you, I woke up, I had kind of a, I don't know what I was doing. I had a late night, maybe Thursday sure, night. So sure. I woke up early Friday and I'm sitting on this couch here, just kind of groggy, coming to sipping my Celsius. And I click on YouTube and I see that Taylor Swift has posted a new video. You mentioned earlier, it's the behind the scenes of All Too Well. Well, from this video, we learned that not only did Taylor Swift direct the all-too-well-alleged short film, someone else was filming her directing it yes. the entire time. Yes. And yes. she's posted this video to basically kind of say, look what an amazing director I was and how much thought I put into it. And that was not my takeaway from watching. I was horrified with what I saw.
0: We're going to post this video so that everyone can, you know, watch it at their own, at their leisure. But basically – I did not find any of the direction that she was giving to be all that like insightful. It was just literal. It was just like, okay, act sad, act like you've been hurt by this person. And I don't know. There was also something about her body language that just was a little bit awkward to me. You know, she just like, Joe and I are skeptical Taylor Swift fans, but we are Taylor Swift fans and we just want her to succeed. But sometimes, and actually a lot of the time, you know, she really, she doesn't deliver. And also, of course, her fashion in the, in the behind the scenes video was horrendous. She loves an oversized flannel.
1: Oh, yeah. And the mask observance alone, the rest of the crew is wearing masks like their life depends on it. And she's like,
0: mm,
1: maybe I'll slip it off.
0: We love her. We love her. We just, you know, we have to be, we have to stay alive. We have to keep our eyes wide open as, you know, we go about this journey and some things we just have to say.
1: Thank you, Chan. I love her. I spent inordinate amounts of money on the Aeros tour tickets. I would see her through anything but an Oscar ceremony where she is up there accepting an Academy Award for something she did not rightfully deserve. I mean, I have to tell you, I am this close to putting her into a conservatorship. This close. Lock her up.
0: Liz Rose, please listen in. Okay, the last thing I want to say about this is do you think there's a chance she's gotten so big, she's created all of these incredible albums that I I do love, that she's just like, where do I go from here? Like, I, she can't do the quiet country life for very long. She needs to, you know, stay still creating headlines. She still wants to, you know, be making more money, you know, feeling or a big red machine or whatever her label is. So do you think there's a part of her that's like, OK, films are the next frontier that I'm going to crack open?
1: I think it is a new frontier for her, but less out of like how can I be relevant and make money because I truly think she – even though she's so young, she's already reached an age where she will be a legacy artist yeah. forever now in the on par with, with Paul McCartney and the late John yes. Lennon, Elton John, and Billy Joel. I honestly just think like she's bored.
0: Yeah. And it's like, yeah.
1: honey – well, maybe stop making music with Jack Antonoff and wearing, you know, old school cardigans and fucking <laughs> Joe Alwyn and like shake things up in your love life or the totally. studio and yeah. Paint. George, it was enough for George W. Bush, honey. Why Literally. can't you just paint?
0: Honestly, ugh, I couldn't. Yeah. It was enough for George W. Bush. Why can't it be enough for Taylor Swift? Okay.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Wow. It's been a, It's been a week with her.
0: Yeah. Let's get to the matter at hand. Okay. You guys – Our cup runneth over because when we started to research this subject, we realized that there were more couples than airtime. There are so many you know, random pairings in Hollywood that Joe and I wanted to cover that we really had to be our own editor, something Taylor Swift will never know, and decide which of these were the juiciest to talk about. So without further ado, I think we should start with a personal favorite of Joe's. You ready?
1: Yeah, this is a couple that... I think about endlessly that keeps me up at night, and it goes right along with all too well. This couple is Jake Gyllenhaal and Reese Witherspoon. America may have forgotten they dated for two years. I haven't. I think about it all the time.
0: Honestly, I think you told me about the fact that they dated. I don't think I knew that they dated until you told me.
1: It, Which is wild. And and what's crazy, Chan, is it's, like, it's not just that like they went on some dates or they kind of liked each other. They were together for two years. I watched a slideshow on them this morning. It was about six minutes long. It started with um, One Republic's stop and stare, and then it bled into uh, Liana Lewis's Bleeding Love. There are more photos of them than there are of me as a baby. There are so many outfits. They went to so many countries. One photo in particular I just like think about at least twice a month is it's the both of them at Coachella in a big crowd, yes. and Jake Gyllenhaal is behind Reese Witherspoon and has his arms around her, And she just looks like she's, like, just gotten done hiking the Pacific Crest Trail and wild.
0: (laughs) Cheryl strayed fully.
1: Yeah. It's just, like, I I think what's shocking about this, Chan, is that fast forward 15 or whatever odd years now, it just doesn't seem like something Reese Witherspoon would have done. No. The fate of her heart and her two children, because she had kids who were a six-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son at the time, uh, along with Jake Gyllenhaal from All Too Well. It just doesn't make sense
0: i feel like yeah it doesn't make sense at all and i feel like we need to set some context for the age difference here
1: yeah and let's let's set some general context here okay so reese witherspoon got married to ryan Philippi uh very young i mm-hmm. think she was about 20. she had her first child at 21.
0: wow she had, okay went on to
1: have a phenomenal career onto the a-list with the performance of legally blonde in sweet home alabama I think it's shocking to realize just how young she was when those films hit.
0: I did not realize she was that young.
1: Yeah, she was like 22 when she made Legally Blonde. Wow. 24 when she made Sweet Home Alabama. Probably twenty, you know, seven when she won the Oscar for Walk the Line. And then her personal life kind of imploded.
0: Yes. I think you need to give the listeners just a quick uh, blurb about your feelings about Ryan Phillippe.
1: I think that could be captured in the year 2009 at a family Christmas of mine. We were playing Balderdash. <laughs> And uh, it's where, you know, you, you write a question and everyone else puts in answers and tries to guess, okay, who wrote that answer? Right. And the question was, if you could trade places with any celebrity for a day, who would it be and why? And I wrote in, I would trade places with Ryan Philippi so I could throw myself in front of a train for what he did to Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> And what he did to Reese Witherspoon was, okay, this man had two children with Reese Witherspoon. They were both on The View talking about them, raising kids, you know, living a very public life. He watched her win the Oscar. She's bringing home the bacon for their family. She couldn't be a more loving, beautiful partner. He goes on to make a film called Stop Loss and has an affair with her on set with the actress Abby Cornish. Uh Now, listeners, if you want to see the moment all this implodes, please Google Flags of Our Fathers, uh, New York premiere, Reese, Ryan, fight. And you will see a gallery of <laughs> Reese Googling and Ryan. Googling it right now. Please.
0: Okay, here you'll we see, go. You'll
1: see, yeah, you'll see a gallery of Reese and Ryan arriving for an event for Ryan Philippi in this uh, Clint Eastwood movie called Flags of Our Fathers. And they're walking their premiere and they are obviously in the biggest fight of their lives <gasps> like Reese is just glaring at him like really can you believe this and then if you read up on it apparently the fight kind of imploded up at uh, the balcony of this premiere where I assume that Reese, this is the night you know like Reese maybe found out the affair. it's like so sad but you know she's putting on a front walk in the red carpet with him but the looks between them say it all like oh my gosh do you, are, do you, are, do you see it oh I'm
0: seeing it I'm seeing it yeah it's, it's, it's just clear shocking as it. day. it's photographed yeah I mean She's not happy. She doesn't want to be there. Mm-mm. It's unfortunate Mm-mm. because he is really
1: sexy. He's so so hot, and <sighs> I just can't overemphasize like what a Reese and Ryan household we are. When their when their divorce was announced, I changed our little moving screensaver to, if Reese and Ryan can't make it, no one can. Like we were in mourning. <laughs> he's so cute. They just like seemed like they had it all. Oh, right, he's right. He's adorable. Yeah.
0: Okay, so she's coming off of this betrayal from Ryan, and she falls into Jake Gyllenhaal's arms.
1: 100%. So they meet even before the divorce is finalized. Oh. Post-Oscar, Reese in the film. It's not a great film. It's one of the many films that were made a little too soon after the Iraq War, and it's called Rendition. <laughs> and despite Reese and Jake never sharing any scenes together, they meet because they are meeting with the costume designer for the film, and then they meet again when they're doing Reshoots. They have a little bit of a fling. It doesn't really go anywhere. Reese thinks it's too soon. But the moment her divorce is finalized, she and Jake start getting together. Really? They get together in a powerful way because if you Google them, there's a million photos of them. And what's wild is okay, so Reese at this point is 30. Yeah. And she has a six year old and a three year old. Mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal is 26 years old.
0: Same. This is maybe toxic for me, but I feel like it's pretty rare for a 26 year old guy to date a 30 year old woman with two kids.
1: I think it's incredibly rare as hell, as well. And also that Reese is like, yeah, this guy can like hang with my kids. Yeah. And Chan- I think why we think this is so shocking is because we are looking at Jake Gyllenhaal through the lens of a post all too well. Right. It's true. Lens. We know what he did to Taylor Swift, how he treated her. And not that he me too anyone. I think we've both read the article about uh, how he kind of, I don't know if is the right word, but lured. Or went after the, yes. the PA on the set of the the Broadway show. You in. this isn't the Jake hall though that Reese meant. The Jake Hall that Reese meant is the October Sky, broke back Mountain, yes. Day After Tomorrow. Like, oh, gosh, can we understand like what Boy Next Door righteous energy he had?
0: Oh, so much. He also just I think comes across as a really earnest guy
1: in so his earnest. like
0: early films. He's dashing or just like very boyish good looks.
1: So boyish.
0: So do you think that that potentially, you know, the relationships after Reese changed him into the love bombing, manipulative, at times predatory Jake Gyllenhaal?
1: Yes, I 100% have a theory on this. Now, what's so shocking about, you know, the Jake Gyllenhaal we know today who is just bouncing from girl to girl. Okay, granted, I think now he's like been in a steady relationship, but that is a steady relationship with a 24-year-old model. And that's not the same thing that we're talking about now. But yeah, I think that Jake Gyllenhaal before showed us that he had the propensity to carry on years long relationships mm-hmm. with age appropriate wound. Before he dated Reese Witherspoon, he dated Kirsten Dunst, who is the same age as him for two years, and yeah. he saw her through a lot, including eating a salad with her hands abroad on foreign soil.
0: We're gonna get to that relationship because I have some tea that I discovered. We're gonna
1: yeah, we're gonna get to that. But yeah, my theory is that Jake Gyllenhaal, according to all you know, People Magazine reports. Wanted to marry Reese Witherspoon. I think he was head over heels in love with her. And she wasn't ready for that or wasn't ready for it with him. Yeah. So I think she broke his heart. And I think, I truly think the breakup between Reese and Jake was his villain origin story. Because less than a year later is when he all too well, Taylor Swift. What? Yes. They broke up in, because they started dating like twenty six. Or sorry 2006-ish 2007 and by 2010 after you know their two-year relationship that winter is when uh, taylor swift left the scarf at his place when he called her up to break her like a promise yeah yeah
0: that's right
1: so he went from dating a 32 year old woman to a 21 year old woman and treating her like he did garbage good garbage oh. yeah
0: joe that crystallizing that timeline is i mean that's stunning that is a I, I thought there were like a string of women in between Reese and, and Taylor. Because I think also because their age difference is so crazy. Like Reese is so much older than Taylor, or like there's like a there's a gap there. So I just I had no idea. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think it really changed him. Yeah.
0: So like sliding doors moment. What would have happened if Reese and Jake had stayed together? What music you know wouldn't we have gotten? What albums would never have happened? Like I,
1: oh, I don't want to say Swift. I'm grateful. Yeah.
0: But I'm grateful. I don't know.
1: And I think at the end of the day, Taylor Swift probably is too. I will say that I think if Jake and Reese had stayed together, like it just kind of sounds like a boring relationship. And I don't think – you know. You talk about what art we wouldn't have gotten. I actually don't think we would have gotten Wild the movie. I don't think we would have gotten the first season of Big (laughs) Little Lies. Because you have to remember, Chan, the films that these two people made while they were together – were the biggest lows and bombs of their careers.
0: <laughs> Why do you think that was? And or yeah, tell me about them.
1: Reese made the rom com How Do You Know, which had a production budget of like 130 million and made like 20 million at the box office. That one with Owen Wilson, Jack Nicholson, and Paul Rudd. Okay. Truly abominable. But yet there's photos of her canoodling with Jake on set. Mm. Jake Gyllenhaal, you know what he made while he was with Reese? What? Disney's Prince of Persia, high tide. <laughs> The photos of her visiting him on that set are amazing too because it's like he's just like it's, it looks like role play with like a roman god oh my gosh i just think they were just in such a bubble of love they were just probably you know reading scripts together in bed being like that sounds great you know i think they right, were just right. in such a bubble and a fog but yeah
0: wow oh my gosh okay
1: I'm, I'm trying to think why why did reese go for jake and i had to put myself in her shoes and when I was 10 years old, I went to go see The Princess Diaries in theaters, which was obviously a formative experience for myself. Obviously. Well, as I was watching that movie, before the movie rolled, there were trailers, and there was a trailer for a little known Jake Gyllenhaal early movie called Bubble Boy. And I just remember seeing that theater about 10 on the cusp of puberty and seeing Jake Gyllenhaal. And he, he probably looks his worst in that movie. But there was something in me that said, I am a boy, but I am watching a man. And like, I both wanted to be him and be with him. It was bewildering and I just like have to imagine that Reese Witherspoon also felt these similar feelings towards him too. He just had a spell and a lust and a wonder. I mean, what's wild is he was in October sky. Laura Dern played his high school teacher. Laura Dern is arguably a peer and a good friend to Reese Witherspoon and then Reese Witherspoon starts dating this Leno. You know, kid, it's it's all just too much and too sad because I that relationship really, I think, turned him into a villain. And it's so sad. I think yeah. he just didn't know how to it's, – It's like what we always say, Chan, right? Hurt people. People. Hurt, hurt people. people.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we always Jake say. Jake Gyllenhaal
1: was hurt after this relationship. And yikes, he didn't deal with it well. Wow.
0: I wonder if Reese Witherspoon's daughter listens to – Ava, right? Listens to All Too Well. And I just – I wonder if she even realizes the ripple effect her mother had.
1: It's a legitimate question. I would love to talk to Ava and hear how did it feel when Jake would help pick you up from school.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? And Deacon, I want to know everything about that relationship. Mm -hmm. I just – it's weird just because they don't seem like on the same – level in some degree. No, Maybe it's Re- because the choices they made after, like Reese Witherspoon became a billionaire and Jake Gyllenhaal became a uh, joke. I don't know.
0: I hate to say it, but like Reese just seems a little bit less like dark and twisty and just a little bit more like, yeah, I want to start a book club list. Like I want not have Reese's book clubs.
1: Yeah. Where Jake Gyllenhaal starts like a, a club of victims.
0: Right. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, we didn't intend for this episode to become a Jake Gyllenhaal takedown episode, but- I did.
1: Well, I said my intention this morning. <laughs> I I did send the intention to have to really go deep on Jake Gyllenhaal. I actually don't hate him. I he's such a, a good actor and a beautiful person and charismatic.
0: A beautiful person, Joe. You think he's a beautiful person after what he's done?
1: I think he's a Janet, what I will say is I think he's a beautiful person who happens to suffer from John Mayer syndrome.
0: Mm, mm. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that nuanced approach. I would like to take us, you know, back in time to pre-Jake and Reese, Mm
1: -hmm. to
0: Jake and Kristen Dunst.
1: Yes, they met in, I think they were both like 20, 21, and they also dated for two years.
0: Yes, so they met because Maggie Gyllenhaal and Kristen were in Mona Lisa Smile. I love that movie. With our mother,
1: Julia Roberts.
0: Our everyone's mother, Julia Roberts. Um, Shout out Hunter Harris. And I love that movie. Have you seen it?
1: Okay, actually, I'm the world's biggest Judy Roberts fan, and I have not seen Mona Lisa Smile nor Pretty Woman. I think those are the two okay. movies. Okay, I know. I wasn't allowed to see Pretty Woman. I know it's so embarrassing. Still aren't allowed. Well. I haven't seen it.
0: Please don't see it still. Okay, yeah. I, I, Pretty Woman is great, but I love Mona Lisa Smile. It's really? Got, okay. Yeah, it's really good. It's like a movie that's just always on Netflix, too. That It's yeah. kind of like a comfort movie. It's um, it's really good.
1: Isn't there something just like so sweet? I feel like you don't really like hear about that so often of a family members setting each other up. Like I love that his sister was yes. like, you know what? I think you'd hit it off with my brother. Right,
0: right, right. And spoiler alert, uh, you know, there actually ended up being a little bit of shade thrown by Kristen's mom at the Gyllenhaal family, but we'll get to that.
1: Oh, I didn't know this. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And we'll have to remember that Kirsten Dunst right now or at the time of the relationship is coming off at the height of her power. She had done mm-hmm. bringing on and, and I think when they were dating, she was in the Spider-Man franchise. Yes, so. yes. Yeah. She
0: was on top of the world.
1: She's probably more famous than Jake Gyllenhaal at this point.
0: Yes. I think he was like Donnie Darko. Like had, he it was had Donnie asked.
1: Darko day after tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I
0: mean, I mean that film is really important to me. Um, Which so one? Day, day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Oh, I couldn't imagine living in the city and yeah, thinking about that movie at every turn.
0: <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Maggie introduces them and they just totally fall in love. If you'll remember, like you've mentioned earlier, the infamous salad pictures,
1: they moved in together.
0: Yeah. They adopted a German Shepherd together as well.
2: Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early Bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect
0: And, you know, I'm actually going to share some tidbits that are a little bit NSFW. So if there are littles around, um, you know, please do. uh, I'm going to log off for the next few minutes. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Thank you. That's (laughs) probably better for you. But this is a quote from Dunst. Okay, you ready? Okay. Quote, we had sex in cars, in the bathroom and even by the sea. She once admitted.
1: By the sea, like at a hotel or on rocks, like. Like, what are they, seals?
0: That could be anywhere. That could be, like, Virginia Beach or something. Like, okay. Totally. <laughs> but, yeah, they were completely ensconced. And, you know, people remarked that they were, quote, so obviously desperately in love that they couldn't get wait to get back to their hotel. Um, that type of thing.
1: I d- I'm a person who doesn't quite understand Kirsten Dunst, uh, but who completely <laughs> understands Jake Gyllenhaal. So, Like, I mean, the speed at which I would... Even even all we know about Jake Gyllenhaal, the speed at which I would quit my job and stop talking to my family and friends just so I could be all too welled by him is <laughs> and scary.
0: It's troubling for sure, and I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, no offense to Kristen Dunst, sure. but I feel like in a lot of these photos, she looks very disheveled.
1: Thank you. In a way, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon would never allow herself to be. Yes. Yeah. Like,
0: And I don't know, maybe there's just a level, level of comfortability that you reach when in a great relationship that, you know, you just don't stop giving enough. But um, I just thought that was, you know, something to note. But, you know, after two years, they broke up and they had they were living together in Hollywood Hills, like you said. They, sh- they shared a German shepherd named, I think, Atticus. And at the time, Kristen said that, you know, the reason why they split is because she wanted to go out all the time and Hall didn't.
1: That's a common reason why people break up, yeah. especially in the gay community. I think the way she phrased it was like, I'm a out on the town kind of girl. Yes. And he's a stay at home kind of boy.
0: Yeah, which I guess shout makes out to more my stay at home kind of boys. I I know they're the best. Also, that makes sense why him and Reese work so well because I think she's more of a stay at home kind of girl too.
1: A hundred percent. Which would you classify yourself, Jan?
0: Oh, I'm definitely a stay at home kind of girl. Okay, I mean, think at one point maybe more of a going out person, but mm-hmm. I have about one bender in me every you know three to four months, and I will complain about really? it you know for weeks <laughs> after. So.
1: My version of going out is like showering at four PM and kinda of getting glammed up for a six PM AMC.
0: Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And I also think like my ideal is to have like a little bit of a like a buzz by like eight thirty so that by the time it's, you know, ten thirty, I can fully be winding down and, you know, falling asleep.
1: A hundred percent. I think I just like live my life so that my six thirty AM mornings are still preserved. You know Yes, like, totally. Five PM can be a total shit show or as crazy as they want, but like God forbid, by 10.30 p.m., I'm still in bed reading, like, Shaw yes. Street. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I love how much you love Wild.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm just rereading it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so good.
0: Um, okay. But after they broke up, you know, Inez Dunst, interesting name choice.
1: <laughs> her, so her and her mom are very close. I think her mom was probably her. I want to say she was her manager.
0: Oh, her really? Wife. Okay.
1: Yeah. They're very but close. But
0: apparently Inez was thrilled when her daughter called off the relationship with Jill and Walt. Really?
1: What yes. did she say? Uh,
0: apparently that, quote, he was to Hollywood and comes from a, quote, snobby Hollywood family.
1: Okay. This tracks with a piece that we mm-hmm. both read by that yes. um, young woman who worked on the Broadway show.
0: The movie starring
1: <laughs> Mrs. Gyllenhaal does not sound like a good type. No. Time.
0: And also Maggie you know she... seems like she sucks too. I-,
1: I wouldn't have said that until I watched Maggie Gyllenhaal's Architectural Digest video and I was like, whoa. Really? Yeah. The, she seems high strung. Um, but the mom, just from like both the account you just said, and then the other essay we've we've uh, read, she reminds me of the grandma in Gilmore Girls.
0: Oh,
1: her standards are up yes. to here, and so yes. like
0: Emily Gilmore, that. yeah,
1: yeah, Emily Gilmore, yeah, yeah.
0: Joe, don't you think that Inez Dunst and Andrea Swift would have a you know a great lunch conversation if they could just you know <laughs> oh
1: my discuss some things? <laughs> yeah, but I'm also gonna add in uh, Reese's mom, Betty.
0: Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is funny because, I mean, Reese and Taylor are friendly. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, they, yeah. I think,
1: cross paths in some, like, work projects. It's just interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think what's interesting, though, is, like, they probably didn't have the same experience with Jake. I just can't see Jake pulling the same trash with Reese. Like, she just wouldn't have it.
0: Well, but also I think because the power dynamic was probably different in that one, you
1: know? You're so right. You're so right. Like, Taylor had just come off Speak Now. Reese had just come off an Oscar, something Taylor can only dream about.
0: Oh, yeah. And Reese was, like, mother of two. Yeah, powerhouse.
1: I also came across a quote from Kirsten uh, maybe a year or two after uh, her and Jake's breakup. And I think it was to uh, In Style Magazine. No, it was to Allure. She said that she and Jake are amicable, but not close, saying, it would be nice to see him, comma but we're not good friends. I mean, I guess yes. that makes sense, right? Like, that they wouldn't be good, but yeah. But also she says it would be nice to see him. I don't know.
0: I read that exact quote, and I was like, oof. You know, that's not the friendliest of things to say about your ex. You know?
1: It's not. We've heard a lot more friendlier things from, like, Conscious uncoupling couples right, who literally right. got divorced.
0: She could have said, "We're not close, but I wish him nothing but the best."
1: Yes, you yes. know. But she I think didn't he say did her that. dirty. I wonder what he did to her. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, and I don't know if anyone else knew this, but after this, Kristen Dunst went on to date Garrett Hedlund for years, no. and they got He's engaged. So yeah. He's
1: so no, handsome. So I mean, no. country
0: strong. Are you kidding me? Um. Okay.
1: Can you read "Open Book" by Jessica Simpson.
0: No, I have downloaded it on Audible, but just haven't found the time to start it.
1: I need to. And I'm just glad you have it on Audible because that's the way to do it. And I can't emphasize enough like what an amazing read it was. I was honestly surprised. and I don't mean that as shade. Okay. Um, But in it, you just find out that like John Mayer was one of those boyfriends that did a lot of mind games with her. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I I think I remember reading something when it first came out about that, how she alludes to what, like the way that he made her feel about herself.
1: Yeah. And so I guess my question is, do we think Jake did that with Kirsten? Because I, I don't think his bad behavior was necessarily cheating. Like, I just wonder if it was that.
0: But he, that would have been pre-Reese, right?
1: Oh my gosh, you're right. It would have been pre-Reese. But again, so, the power dynamics were different with were Kirsten. Different. Although she was more famous and he was yeah. presumably living in her house.
0: Right, right. I don't know. He, this man is is a riddle.
1: He is. Wrapped um, in,
0: a, wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in cash.
1: Yeah. Last thing I'll say about Jake Chillenhall is that uh, he owns a place in New York City, and I guess he was subletting it because he wasn't living there. And oh, they you know need to make who... some
0: extra cash?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know who was renting it? It's Amy Schumer. When she... Stop. It's her coming off, like, train wreck. And she was renting it, and uh, I guess in the freezer he had a cake, half of the cake that said, like, something like, happy birthday, princess, and she once posted, like, a drunken video of her eating Stop. it. and like, <laughs> yeah, because was, like, for his model girlfriend. Yeah.
0: Happy, but also <laughs> princess? Yeah. I mean... I'm not going to say that I have never done baby talk with my boyfriend, but if he ever called me princess, like, I would be packing my bags.
1: No, that's like something like your gay friends can call you, but like yes. yeah, it's like, uh, uh.
0: Wow. Okay, that's yeah. a startling Jake Gyllenhaal detail. Jake definitely,
1: thank you. Jake definitely walks red carpets, like the Oscars or Golden Globes with Reese and Kirsten, you know, and presumably, well gosh, I don't think he's walked a red car with Taylor in a while, but like, I guess, yeah, I'm wondering what the energy is if he passes Reese and Kirsten.
0: Yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm guessing
1: it's a little more friendly with Reese. Like, yeah, I think Reese is like. I mean, she's, I don't so, care. Lived on, she's so, so moved on too. So is
0: Kristen. Kristen's with Jesse Pinkman or whatever.
1: Yeah, and you're right. They Friday Friday both, both kind of have like age appropriate partners and yeah. seem like they're in holistic relationships with children.
0: Also, don't you feel like if you saw your ex and he was still dating really young girls, and you have, were in this like really happy, balanced, you know, like healthy relationship, you'd be like i would just be like gleeful i'd be like you know hope that's working out for you
1: (laughs) same same like oh is this your intern yeah right 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 yeah or like Lindsay lohan like oh you want to adopt her in the parent (laughs) trap
2: lauren as we made our descent into new york you know from our beloved guana island trip Mm. i got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food like my Mm -hmm. clean simple eats protein powder Strangely, tastes really good, like chocolate milk. It's a super fast, easy, quick snack. Also, I just love that the ingredients are clean, they're grass-fed. It's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories. It is just the best protein powder out there. Everyone go to com and use the promo code popapologist for 10% off. That's popapologist for 10% off. Pop popapologist for 10% off.
1: It is just so sad though like it is I just feel like we talk about how boyish and all-American Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. was and how much promise he had. And I guess it just feels like a missed opportunity. And what I mean by that is him growing up into being a kind, nice man and a loving partner. Oops. Guess he missed his window.
0: What guy, though, in Hollywood has grown up to be like that? Ryan Gosling. <sighs> Beautiful segue, Joe, because.
1: Oh, true. Beautiful I wasn't segue. Even doing it on purpose.
0: I could not agree with you more. Will you please walk us through this relationship?
1: Okay, yeah, this is one I think a lot of us forget about too, but in the early aughts, there was a little film called Murder by Numbers starring Sandy Bullock, and she was 37, and her co-star was an up-and-coming actor coming off of Remember the Titans, and his name was Ryan Gosling, age 21, and we forget about this. 16 years. 16 years, 16 years. He can barely drink. Um, (laughs) but we forget about this time in Ryan, of Ryan Gosling's life because he was pretty scrawny and i don't mean that in like a shaming way like there was a certain hot there's i don't know look at the photos of him back then there's a certain hotness and like rawness to him where it's just like he probably didn't know how cute he was and like
0: oh absolutely he's just Where's adorable
1: he from? uh canada
0: yeah he didn't know anything about his hotness he was just some like nice humble canadian
1: He has like a buzz cut. Like he's just all to say he's like not operating at the peak of his powers. Yes. But he still looks amazing and she fell for him. Like this is one that I think they may have walked a few red carpets together. But like I wouldn't categorize it as like she was always talking about him in interviews and whatnot as if like they were like a total steady item. But it's like they weren't not a thing.
0: But don't they just have nothing but amazing things to say about each other in that relationship?
1: They really do. Do you have some of them?
0: Yeah, so this is in an interview, you know, when asked if she and Ryan were, quote, just friends, Sandra responded, if you were to add the word just, it would probably be a bit of a lie. So I'd say we're friends. She also gave another hint, adding that a movie set, the exact place where she and Ryan were first introduced, is the best dating service on the planet.
1: Olivia Wilde would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm screaming because it just implies that, like, they fell in love on set or, like, how I think about it is, like, I I don't know, maybe they went, like, I don't know whether they – Went to a fun dinner and got chatty with each other, or whether it was like they were running lines in a trailer and like yes. banged. Right, I don't know. Right. Either way, it's beautiful.
0: Um, have you seen this movie also?
1: No, I haven't. I'm always a little scared, but like I'd watch it now. Although I like the sexual tension is probably palpable.
0: Okay, he also looks like seventeen. He like looks so he young. He does. In it. He looks
1: so young, so and that's young. Why it's shocking. But it's like
0: really shocking. But yes, he absolutely did not know how cute he was.
1: And also, but like Sandra Bullock is basically like the VP to Julia Roberts, you know, she can she can do no wrong and she right. certainly didn't hear. I just like feel like she was having a great time in the best way.
0: Right. She said that despite Ryan only being twenty one, he yeah. taught her an important life lesson. So, you know, what was both, that? to chill. I live my life at a manic pace and he taught me to disregard all that isn't important. He's like a little Buddha. That's what she said.
1: Oh my gosh, a little Buddha. Can you imagine the conversations that he had where he was just like, Sandy you got to chill. you
0: got to chill. Like, let's just order Domino's tonight. Like, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Like, Miss Ciginiali is going to open to big numbers. Like, do the sequel <laughs> or not. Just chill, baby. Like, I'm going to go do The Notebook. I don't know if it's going to be a big hit.
0: Who cares?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. And after this relationship, she went on to date Jesse James. Do you oh, remember this? Yeah.
1: And then she married him. Yeah. Oh, of course I remember.
0: This relationship seemed like it was, you know, rainbow road. It was amazing. Jesse James? No, no, no. Sorry, her relationship with Ryan Gosling. So it's so sad to think that she went from dating him and everything being, you know, really happy, go lucky, to then the darker relationship with Jesse James.
1: Well, sweetie, maybe she shouldn't have taken Ryan Gosling's advice, like just chill. Because right, like, it's true. I don't honestly, think... yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think she maybe chilled out too much and <laughs> didn't pump the brakes on the relationship with Jesse.
0: Wait, how long do they date for? Do you know? <sighs>
1: It's hard to say, but, like, online at least it said, like, it seemed like they, like, dated over two years, which seems like a long time. But a like a
0: long time. I, I
1: don't know if it's just, like, they were in each other's lives for two years yeah. or just dated, dated, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he had a really sweet thing to say about her. Do you see that on there, too?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Ryan said that, quote, I had two of the greatest girlfriends of all time in reference to Sandra and Rachel McAdams. He also said, I haven't met anybody who could taught them.
1: And then he did Eva, Eva Mendes. Like, I just – wow, I don't know if someone who – also has had such amazing um, dating trajectory. Maybe aside from Rachel Bilson, who dated Hayden Christensen and yeah. Bill Hader.
0: No, and also um, co-star Adam Brody, right? I think they oh, dated. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: I mean, <laughs> like that's Mount Rushmore. That's yeah. literally
0: Mount Rushmore of men you could date. Woof. Hayden yeah. Christensen was my sexual awakening in Star Wars. Oh
1: my gosh, he was like Anakin. he was the re- he was my entry point into Star Wars and my yeah. exit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I honestly, I want to just acknowledge the fact that if Ryan Gosling was a woman and Sandra Bullock was a man and the, 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 the genders were flipped in this, there would oh, probably yeah. be a different takeaway. But <laughs> right, like it's, it's we don't live in that world. So it's okay. Thank goodness that this was a seemingly very happy, loving relationship that, you know, we've since forgotten
1: about. And I would argue, like, we don't have such happy, sweet relationships like this anymore. Or maybe it's just that we don't have, like, thrill movie stars. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like jennifer lawrence dated or married an art dealer and then had dated like kind of weird british old guys before like her director and chris martin yeah oh emma stone and andrew garfield like that was probably one of the last great relationships yes. we saw
0: absolutely Ugh, that was so good i love andrew garfield
1: same i have it on good accord though and just like kind of a fifth sense that he'd probably not the best boyfriend but i love him oh too. really
0: why do you wait what do you have tea or something
1: no, I just think he's probably like kind of like extra and theatrical and demanding mm-hmm. and like probably is a little intense and just probably looking for not maybe an equal sparring partner, but like a jewel to shine. I don't know.
0: Joe, your sixth sense has a lot to say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you must know, in the summer of 2003, we had a quick fling... <laughs> What, what what were we saying when we were um, prepping for this episode? And we were kind of uncovering all the people Jake Gyllenhaal dated. Like it was just like they were coming out of the woodwork because we had yes. found out he dated Reese Kirsten, and then Natalie Portman.
2: Yes. Um.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? I think I need to check my calendars because <laughs> I think I may have dated Jake Hall. Like, I don't quite remember, but like, it's very possible at it this was, point.
0: Honestly, it's very possible. I don't know how he dated as many women as he did. And I mean, but it kind of speaks to his, you know, issues. But yeah, I mean, no co-star was safe.
1: No, not not at all. Not even the men. Yeah.
0: Okay. Also, let's just say quickly that Ryan Gosling went on to date Rachel McAdams in after the Notebook. And should we just talk about the best on-screen kiss moment?
1: Yeah. Can we give a little context there too? Which yes, is that they please. both starred in the Notebook, and Rachel McAdams definitely was not famous at this point. Ryan Gosling had a few films under his belt. But they, by all accounts, fought like cats and dogs on set. I didn't know that. You didn't know this. Oh my gosh, I, don't think I knew. yeah, this. like apparently, they just did not get along. like Ryan was trying to get her fired. They what? were like, you yeah, like look it up. It's on good uh, accord with like the director. He's like, yeah, they famously did not get along on set. Whoa. And then something happened midway through something mean where they lost something like
0: they had a bunch of probably like sexual tension.
1: Yeah, the notebook sex scenes are some of, like, the yeah. hottest, steamiest sex scenes on film. It's shocking that film is PG-13.
0: It is shocking.
1: But, oh, my gosh, talk about, like, a couple that you yearn for to still be together, even though Ryan and she are both separately married and, and have, have kids now. But, like, oh, I mean, yeah, can we talk about the MTV Movie Awards?
0: I mean, the running, the jump. Yeah, watch the, the
1: clip at your own own – risk but there's of course an award at the mtv movie awards for best kiss well ryan gosling and uh, rachel mcadams win it for a good reason yeah and they recreate the jump on stage and like it's also to the soundtrack what's playing is a she will, she be, will be loved be loved in five and then in the crowd you see like hayley duff and Lindsay lohan's reaction which is also your reaction while watching it just yes like, oh that's what they lose looks it looks
0: yeah like. Yeah. And they're yeah. they're dating at the time that this happens, right? Which makes it even hotter because you're like, okay, these aren't actors. This is real.
1: This I just is could, real. gave
0: myself the chills with that sentence.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I am like overflown with, with, with joy right now. And also to just like put in perspective too, like they're basically doing this at a company party at a work event. Yes. Could you imagine? She's wearing yeah.
0: jeans. Which I also think is kind of hilarious.
1: <laughs> I think she's also miked. Yeah. Yes. And
0: isn't he wearing like a Darfur t-shirt or something? Oh my gosh.
1: Like... Yeah. He's wearing a save Darfur t-shirt. Yeah,
0: Hot. Frankly, we love a hot activist.
1: <laughs> we do. Like, oh my gosh. It's Ugh. amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Should we close this out with one more Ryan?
1: Oh, yeah. And this this Ryan has a lot of past relationships, honestly.
0: Yes. Wait, actually, I would love for you to take us through some of his past relationships. We're talking about Ryan Reynolds, everybody.
1: Yeah. Now, let's remember that Ryan Reynolds has not always looked the way he looks. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's always <laughs> been hot, but like he has not always been ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. Regal looking. So his past relationships, I mean, this is a person who was, was he married or I think he was married to Scarlett Johansson, right?
0: Uh, I don't actually know, but that sound, let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Let me yeah, fact check. Let us
1: fact check. He's, of course, married to Blake Lively yes, right now. Yes,
0: He was married to Scarlett Johansson from 2008 to 2011.
1: It's wild. I mean, what a beautiful couple. But also, I know that Chan and I are both, like, we have kind of disdain and are fed up with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's yes. little, like, flirtatious stuff over the internet. Well, the,
0: the clapbacks are a little much. Like, you know, that PR team did a funny clapback one time, and now they're just very one note. That's all they do is, you know, like, I don't like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: And he, like... Thinks he's funny too mm-hmm. in in the way that Taylor Swift does. Where I, I yes. just find him, frankly, boring.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Free overexposed. Guy, didn't love it.
1: Yeah, th- I mean, I just feel like he bathes in self tanner and self adoration. Self adoration, a hundred percent. It's a lot. So yeah, before Blake, there was he was married to Scarlett. But before that, before he was super famous, I mean, he had a few films under his belt as well. He was engaged to Alanis Morissette. Yes. Yes. Just so wild.
0: So wild. Um, They met apparently at Drew Barrymore's birthday party. They seem like they're from two different worlds, so it's shocking that they dated for as long as they did.
1: It really does. Like, it just doesn't fit because he just seems so basic and she seems a little more alternative.
0: Yes. They were together for five years, engaged for three of them.
1: They're about the same age, too. Wow. It's weird. I would love to hear Blake Lively's take on this, like how yes. she explains that. You know
0: Alanis had a lot of uh wonderfully weird things to say about him i I read uh she oh, yeah? said that quote she felt so loved by him in a trampoline kind of way, which I don't un- actually understand what that means. Can you clarify I, that yeah for I mean me? it just
1: sounds like how some people are like he's like a golden retriever like it does i mean that Describe, I feel like that describes Ryan Reynolds. I feel like he's jumping all, around Blake yeah. Lively all the time. Like he's a very backyard, Hyper, yeah. barbecue, target ad kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, I feel it's like he's so like, true. this is what love is supposed to look like, right, right? right? In a very performative, theatrical way.
0: He's the guy who uses babe too much. Like he says, oh, yeah. everything's like, oh, babe, you want it? Babe, you want this, babe? Like, like I said, I'm not about baby talk. I do it probably too often. But there are guys that are a little too saccharine with love.
1: He's, he's the guy who remembers your anniversary a little too well and is a little yes. too into planning, like, cute little surprises right, and then videotaping right. them. Hunts. Yeah. Yes. He's the guy who, if he wasn't, a you know, a $20 million paid actor, he would definitely be a guy who's somehow monetizing his marriage on TikTok and loving
0: it. <laughs> Holy shit, Joe, you are so right. That is, like, that's the most incredible take ever. Oh, my gosh. Literally. I just surprised my wife with a, you know, a cruise to Sandals, Jamaica, like let's see her reaction.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. It's like when your wife is late getting home and you have to make dinner. Right. <laughs> I have to say, why we're on this this track, I used to be afraid that BYU students were getting married so young so that they could have sex. Mm-hmm. I now have it on good accord that they've found they think they found a way around that. So it's not an issue anymore. Yes, I'm referring to soaking. Mm-hmm. And I now my biggest fear is that BYU students are getting married so they can create TikToks because it is <sighs> was, It's so, so gross. dark
0: and I believe it to be the truth. Wow, I feel burning in my bosom. It's a lot. You know, and I've said this to Ben many times. I just think that if both people are as thirsty for fame and attention, yeah. uh, there's something that doesn't sit right with me. I really prefer, you know, there to be an imbalance of thirstiness.
1: I think 100% when we're talking about Thirst, thirst for fame. That's why yeah. I think JLo and Ben work. Like, I know. she's very thirsty for fame, and he's down to be played that way. Yes. To, to, to yeah. yeah, he's down to be Great. a co star.
0: He's honestly, I don't know if he's just like done a lot of drugs or, you know, done a lot of Duncan, but he's just, to me, he at this point, he just seems like he is riding out life in the passenger seat.
1: <laughs> I think you're right. Whatever like woman will here. take him
0: in, he'll do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Talk about. Past relationships we've forgotten. It's wild that in between Jennifer Garner and uh, J Lo, he dated, of course, Lindsay that the uh, yes. disgraced SNL producer. Mm-hmm, but he mm-hmm. also dated like a twenty-one or twenty-three-year-old Playboy model, right? Like, and wild, also Anna D'Armas, right?
0: Remember early COVID days?
1: Yeah, yeah, they were long and intense. And
0: he's so lost. Um, we're gonna do a little rapid fire to close this out. Just a few more names we're gonna throw at you, Joe. If you have any, you know, any takes. Nick Lachey and Kim Kardashian dated.
1: This is wild. I did not know this. Um, Let's just say this. We went – this is a quote from uh, Nick and Kim. Let's just say this. We went to a movie. No one followed us there. Somehow, mysteriously, when we left, there were 30 photographers waiting outside. Oh. Because
0: he thought that she was using him to get famous, which is now (laughs) hilarious because – I mean, he's done well with, you know, Vanessa, but
1: (laughs) – Like, he and Vanessa are, like, hosting Love is Blind or we're hosting it. Well, that's wild, too, that – further date they went to a movie I can't imagine like being with Nick Lachey or Kim Kardashian being like let's go see a movie right
0: right right yeah
1: no. I'm just say Nick Lachey was one of my firsts
0: really um another reason why I need to read Jessica Simpson's book
1: oh yeah yeah the T she spells on that it, it's yeah. good
0: okay cannot um, wait
1: <laughs> I see on here next you have Joe Jonas and AJ from Allie and AJ Band. yes aj even shared that joe jonas was her first kiss wow joe jonas got around right is he did he get with taylor swift or is that nick i forget No, that he did
0: get with taylor swift the song forever and always is about joe yeah i i'm a big joe jonas fan so this is personally relevant to me um and (laughs) i would say that you know he was into blondes which was another reason why i thought that you know there was potential uh when i saw him in concert that he was going to take me away and You know, even though I was at that concert with my mom and little sister, I did think there was a possibility we were going to make love. And (laughs) it didn't happen. But I wouldn't
1: have allowed it. Deb I had eagle eyes on everything. She (laughs) she read the room.
0: But I, Joe, I straight up remember I was a very believing um, religious girl at this time. I was probably 15 or 16, maybe 15. And I do remember thinking, oh, this is so funny. I've never talked about this. I remember thinking. I'm going to go see Joe Jonas in concert. We have really good seats. There's a very likely chance that he's going to see me in the crowd and that if he sees me, he will want to be with me and that I will have no choice but to be with him because that's I wanted nothing more. And I right. thought, God will forgive me. <laughs> I remember thinking like... It will be my greatest shame, but God will forgive me. <laughs> my greatest
1: shame. Like you're you're pre-planning like repenting after the Literally, sin.
0: I was. I was already repenting for it.
1: <laughs> Lord forgive me for what I'm about to do. I yes. know not. <laughs> that is so funny, Chan. Well, I think it makes sense though, so, because I remember watching like fictionalized versions of like the Osmonds and like some like made-for-tv movie, and like in the movie the Osmond boys would basically be like, hey, bring us those two girls yeah or Totally. Yeah. yeah like, that happens so all that the time. Like
0: Joe, ugh, thank you so much for coming on Pop Apologist and walking us down memory lane. And ugh, thank you for your stunning knowledge of all things celebrity and for honestly picking up the Slack when Lauren can't be here. Thank you so much.
1: Uh I won't have the the Lauren slander, but thank you for having me. <laughs> uh I was in curious how this was gonna go I thought you know I might feel kind of sad for these relationships are over but to be quite honestly I just I just feel grateful for the love that was and feel like love exists and reverberates in whatever forms they are and and sometimes it ends the way we want it to and sometimes it doesn't but I think it ultimately comes back to us
0: you are Eckhart Tolle wow everyone we love Joe Peacock we hope to have him back very soon Joe do you want to tell everyone where they can follow you
1: yeah sure um (laughs) on SoundCloud (laughs) Instagram at, at Joe Peacock. Um, it's gated, but um, send me a request. I'll kind of suss you out. And,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Joe, I love you. Thank you. Thank you.
2: That's all for now, folks.